0: This is Autoline Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. General Motors is telling its salaried employees in the U.S. they have to tell the company whether they got a COVID vaccination or not. Employees will have to show a photograph of their vaccination card through a quote, confidential online reporting tool. GM didn't say what will happen to employees who don't reveal their status or who haven't been vaccinated. It will use the results to determine COVID safety protocols. At the same time, the UAW says it's going to encourage its members to get the vaccine, but it won't mandate it. But with GM requiring proof for its salaried workers, it looks like it's heading towards a mandate for union members. Some UAW workers are threatening a wildcat strike where they just walk off unexpectedly if GM mandates vaccines, which could turn into a big controversy. Well, here's one of the most bizarre partnerships we've seen before. The organizers of the Geneva Auto Show have teamed up with Qatar Tourism to create a spin-off auto show in the Middle East country. Called the Qatar-Geneva International Auto Show, the first event will be held in 2023 in Doha, the capital of Qatar, and the show will be held every two years. That's about all we know for now but the full details will be revealed at the regular Geneva Auto Show next February. New car sales in the U.S. continue to be held back by the chip shortage. J.D. Power and L.M.C. Automotive are forecasting that August sales will drop 14% compared to a year ago. The good news is demand is still high, but automakers can't build enough vehicles to meet that demand because of the chip shortage. There are only 942,000 vehicles on dealer lots right now, well below the 3 million vehicles dealers had two years ago. That's also driving up the price of cars. The average transaction price is expected to hit nearly $41,400, a 16% increase. We have details for the electric crate motor Ford is going to offer called the Illuminator. It's actually right from the Mach E GT, It makes 281 horsepower, or 210 kilowatts, 317 pound-feet of torque, or 430 newton-meters, and weighs 205 pounds, or 93 kilograms. It also includes the low-voltage harness and connector, but does not come with an inverter, control system, or battery. We suspect those things will eventually be available in a kit, but the motor itself will retail for $3,900.
1: The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.
0: GMC doesn't want to miss out on the growing market for off-roading and overlanding. It revealed the Canyon AT4 Overland X concept to show off how the truck can be customized to potential customers. We say, think of this like the GMC version of the Colorado ZR2 that it never got. It shares many of the same parts as the ZR2, like the cast iron control arms, front and rear electronic locking differentials, and even the Multimatic DSSV dampers. But it didn't stop there. It also features heavy-duty bumpers with a winch in the front, an air snorkel, stainless steel bed cap, roof-mounted tent, as well as a solar panel. GMC says this concept shows how it envisions the future of the canyon. And speaking of off-roading, backwood trails are about to brighten up a bit. Jeep is now offering a pink paint color called Tuscadero on every single Wrangler model. It's only available for a limited time and will cost an additional $395. But we've been reporting for years that brighter colors are starting to gain popularity around the world and this sure does highlight that. And it's pretty amazing, along with the earlier Porsche announcement, I doubt we've ever talked about two pink cars in the same week before. You may remember Kia showed off the all-new Sportage at the beginning of June but it just revealed that for the first time it will also have a dedicated model designed and developed specifically for the European market. It's similar to the one shown in June, however it's a little more compact and you'll notice some tweaks to the design language called Opposites United. The ride and handling characteristics have also been tuned for the European roads and Kia says it will come with responsive and efficient powertrains. It doesn't look like there will be much different with the interior, It's modern and clean with a large connected display screen that's bookended by the air vents. The European Sportage will make its official debut during a virtual event on September 1st and is scheduled to launch later this year. We got a chance to drive the new Hyundai Santa Cruz yesterday, and while most of us will call it a pickup truck, Hyundai adamantly calls it a sport adventure vehicle. That's because it doesn't want the public to think this is a pickup. Instead, Hyundai is aiming this thing at young men who drive a crossover, but want a bed where they can stow their gear or dump dirty clothes and equipment. The Santa Cruz is built off the Tucson, giving it similar driving manners to a CUV. The styling is crisp and expressive. The interior is laid out to look like a car. The steering is relatively quick. It corners and rides like a sporty CUV and you get brisk acceleration with the optional turbo 2.5 liter. While it only has a 4-foot bed, Hyundai says it will hold a 4x8 sheet of plywood if you create a shelf over the wheel wells with 2x6 boards that fit into molded-in slots in the side of the bed. The tailgate can be set to open only halfway, so it supports the back of the plywood. With the standard, naturally aspirated 2.5 liter engine, it can tow 3,500 pounds, while the all-wheel drive turbo can tow 5,000 pounds. Base price is just over 25 grand, but the loaded premium model we drove comes with a price tag of nearly $41,000. Well, here's our Autoline insight. The Santa Cruz and Ford Maverick are going after different customers. Hyundai is targeting men who are 35 to 45 years old who live in urban areas who venture outdoors on the weekend. The Maverick is aimed more at a broader audience that will use it as a truck, but for activities like antiquing and gardening. We can't wait to see which company has the better strategy, and we should have a good idea before the year is out.
1: Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world, but will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. The age of silicones began at Vocker more than 70 years ago. Whether you're looking for thermal management of battery systems or the protection of electronics, let your innovations be powered by Vocker silicones. Visit us at Vocker.com. E-mobility powered by Vocker silicones.
0: Business is booming for manufacturers that make EV batteries, but it's a risky business. LG Chem, which makes the batteries for the Chevrolet Bolt EV, is about to lose a lot of money. General Motors is publicly blaming LG for battery fires in the Bolt due to manufacturing defects. The recall is going to cost $1.8 billion, and GM wants LG to pay for it all. And that caused LG's stock price to plummet. GM is building two battery plants in the U.S. in partnership with LG, But GM CEO Mary Barra says GM has other ways to get the batteries it needs. A clear threat to LG that it could turn to other battery suppliers. On AutoLine After Hours yesterday, we learned about a neat little device that can protect occupants and first responders if an EV gets into an accident. Jason Lissiman, a vice president from Joyson Safety Systems, talked about a pyrotechnic device they make to instantly cut battery power if an EV gets in an accident. Here's how it works.
2: A little-known technology that we've just pivoted with is uh, a little pyrotechnic battery disconnect device that sits in the battery management system that in the event of an accident, we sever all power to all vehicle systems. And that that keeps um, um, our first responders and our occupants safe from uh, electrification Um, because in the event of an accident, you have to make sure that... uh, Four hundred and fifty or five hundred volts, or even up to a thousand volts and twenty thousand amps it doesn't short to the body in white and electrocute people
0: yeah okay, so how does this
2: work so so basically it it detects the collision and then it cuts the wires no so so it's it's an active system, so the uh, the vehicle crash system knows the uh about the the accident. Um, but there's also other sensors within the battery management system looks for the temperature of the battery and other such things. So from a signal, when the OEM makes a determination that this is a a risk or it's a particular threshold of an accident, they can fire this device and and we effectively break the copper bus bar that, uh, that 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 passes the electricity from the battery system to all of the vehicle systems in under just just over one millisecond. Um, and when in doing so we generate a huge plasma arc that we have to manage and and mitigate and the higher the voltage, higher the amperage, the more challenging that gets.
0: Tesla started using the first generation of this device in 2017 and Volkswagen is using the next generation in its EVs. And Joyson says it's getting a lot of interest from a lot of automakers. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for joining us and I hope you have a great weekend.
1: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. BorgWarner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Vacher, creating tomorrow's solutions. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.